Welcome to the Fast Five by Fear and Greed. I'm Michael Thompson and good morning, Sean Aylmer. Good morning, Michael. Today, in just five minutes, we're looking at what will happen this year for the large cap stocks. So these are the the companies that really everybody knows, that dominate the local market, think the big miners and the banks. That's right. And in fact, a lot of us own shares in these companies through our super, even if we didn't know that. First, though, a quick reminder, this is general information only, and you should get professional advice before making any investment decision. Matthew Kidman is the principal of Centennial Asset Management, a regular here at Fear and Greed. Matthew, thanks for coming on the show again. Thank you. So the large caps are often household names. Does that help investors because they know what a bank does? They know what BHP or CSL does? I, th- I think it's really important for the average investor. The, the, the carrot is always let's follow a little gold company or let's go into crypto because they've gone up 30%. But it's always a lot safer to follow those big companies. They don't always work, but people know what they do and that is critical and they should know what a company does if they're investing in it. Isn't that a Warren Buffett thing? You never invest in something you don't understand? Well, I always say you don't—you only understand as much until something goes wrong. Then you really understand a company. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's – I mean, the banks are the biggest part of the sector. What do you think of the big banks we're talking here, ANZ, CBA, Westpac and National Australia Bank? You punish me with this, Sean, every time you <laughs> ask me, and most times I get it wrong. I think our banks are reasonably expensive, as I've said for a while. They, they've performed incredibly well in a tough market, but I think they've performed strongly, and, and how we measure them is against book value, which is how many loans against how, how many liabilities they've got out there and you get a book value. They look reasonably well-priced. Does it mean they can grow over the next 12 months? Sure, but I don't know if they outperform the market like they have in the past past year where they've been seen as defensive as good franchisees. Are miners all about commodity prices, you know, Fortescue and iron ore, BHP, iron ore and copper and nickel and a bunch of other things, you know, Rio, Newcrest, et cetera. How do we think about the big miners? Is it all about commodity prices? I think so, but they're very, very different these days. As you said, BHP, Rio and Fortescue, iron ore into China. That's all you have to think about. They've done incredibly well this year as well, as everyone's anticipated China reopening. I think you've got to watch that carefully. I think China's not as robust as everyone thinks, and and they're priced well into it already, a lot of anticipation. Then you've got gold. It's it's a separate commodity altogether and tends to trade the opposite way to the US dollar. So if you think the US dollar is going to be weak, that's where you want to be. You want to be in gold and those big names you just mentioned, Newcrest, and Northern Star and so on. Then you've got the base metals, which depend on economic growth around the world. That's your copper, your nickel, and they're a lot harder to find. That They tend to be in those bigger companies but, but smaller assets, and that will depend on how you think world growth goes. That's hard to see this year. And then more recently, you've got the green metals, so you know, lithium and, and, and the like, and I think those green metals had a good run last year and just be buyer beware because they're very volatile. What about Telstra? That's the most widely held stock among mum and dad investors. What do you think of Telstra for the next 12 months or so? Yeah, we're pretty favourable on Telstra. Good resilient earnings. The mobile market, which they, which is the number one player, pricing has settled down there after a few years of discounting. And, of course, they've got Infraco, which is the idea that they're going to split the company up and sell the ducks as we know them, which is which is the gateway to the MBN and so on into our households, very valuable. And we think a, a, a Telstra that spins that off could be worth 50, 60 cents more, in other words, 15% more, which is quite nice for Telstra because it's low growth. So it's okay, we think. Okay, the last two sectors, retailers, the Coles, Woolies, Wes Farmers probably fits into that one, and also the tech stocks. 
Yeah, the retailers, discretionary, going to be hard. Things are slowing down on the back of higher interest rates. The food retailers, probably okay, but not nothing exciting there. And tech stocks, I think, are going to continue to struggle because they're fairly fully valued. So if you put all that together, you can see I'm nowhere near as bullish on the big caps this year as the small caps, which have been beaten up because a lot of the valuation is held in there. The, the all ordinary is dominated by those big companies. It's only down 6 or 7%. I can see them going up, but not at the same rate as maybe small companies. Okay. And just gathering from what you've said there, Telstra is one that you probably do like among the big caps. Yeah, a couple of sectors we do like Telstra. We also like the insurance sector, which is much maligned over a few years. We've got insurance premiums generally still going up. They've been going up for a few years. We're probably going into a period, especially domestically, where disaster recovery, those disasters that, you know, cause so many payouts, claims are probably subsiding. And I think inflation's ebbing down over the course of the year. So, that probably all works for insurance companies. QBE is one we like, but IAG is the other big one in the market, So, and, and obviously Suncorp. So we, we think that could be a place to be over the next 12 months. Matthew, thank you for talking to Fear and Greed. Thanks, Sean. That was Matthew Kidman, Principal of Centennial Asset Management. Know what you're investing in next year, Michael, now? Oh, well, that was a fantastic guide, really, to the companies mm. that we just hear so much about. That was terrific. But, of course, you should get professional advice before making any investment decisions. Thank you very much, Sean. Thank you, Michael. That's it for today. Make sure you hit follow on the podcast. A new episode every day, regular business news back from January 16. I'm Michael Thompson, and that was The Fast Five by Fear and Greed. Fear and Greed.